Welcome to Spew, Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry. I'm Queerness, and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender, and my daughter, Abby Kadabi, has nonverbal autism. And I now call this sixth meeting of Spew to order. everybody so we always like to start our meetings off with new business you have anything to share with us this month lavender we're kicking off summer abby is officially out of school and we're just really looking forward to the summer lots of swimming and barbecues in our future we can't wait okay i had a oh like a back and forth month yeah you've had a lot going on i i had a day where everything was great and I was talking with the old people and the old people weren't angering me and then the next day they were and and so some days I'm great and some days I have to go back into the back room and let other people deal with the stupid people do you want to put that in the stupid people or the old people the whole thing <laughs> let's just rephrase and say that queerness works with the general public and electronics and sometimes the older population the, old are stupid. <laughs> the older population doesn't understand how they work and it is trying at times <laughs> think about your great aunt muriel constantly ask you how to log into icloud constantly i can't blow her up though <laughs> so it's it's challenging okay what else have you had queerness yeah if i forget my medicine one day then my whole next week is bad Oh. It's rough. One day, really? Yeah. Hmm. And it's usually like the third day is the worst. Yeah. So do you have like a, like an alarm set? I don't know how to organize. So like if I forget it, to have it like with me. I have the problem if I forget whether or not I've taken it, it's immediately after I take it. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> And I, I've been in a, a play this month, and so schedule's been crazy, and um, I'm tired. Everyone else is tired because everyone else has to work different shifts. And When's the play over? Next week. Okay. Then I believe you should take some time off afterwards and rest. Oh, see, I'm directing a play n next month. Oh, queerness. You signed up for a lot. But that'll be fun, directing. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. We're doing um, the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. Ooh. Ooh. That'll be fun. I'll have to come and see that. And we are starting a new segment this month because we keep missing important dates. Yes, we do. <laughs> we have missed the Battle of Hogwarts. We have missed April Fool's Day. We have missed Helena Bonham Carter's birthday. We have missed Autism Awareness Day. So, for the month of June, there are several important dates. On the 6th is Jason Isaac's birthday. He played Lucius Malfoy. Um, June 18th is Autistic Pride Day. It is also the anniversary of the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, 
which is the beginning, the official beginning of the Second Wizarding War, as well as the death of Sirius Black. The 22nd is Matthew Lewis's birthday. He played Neville Longbottom. Neville. And then the 24th is the anniversary of the death of Cedric Diggory. And the 30th is the anniversary of the death of Albus Dumbledore. Which I just has just had to rewatch last night, and it made me really sad. Still not over it. Everything seems to happen all at once. Like, a- a- everything that is, like, the major climax of every book happens in June. J.K. Rowling has an affinity for June. I think she just uses the same calendar for every book. I think she just really likes the summer months. But school doesn't exist in the summer. I just remember like a lot of central stuff happening during the summer. You mean the first five chapters of every book? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of character development during the summer. <laughs> this month, we have decided to watch Arthur. Um, Arthur has made some news this month after featuring uh, Mr. Ratburn's wedding. In which he married a male character. So we did watch that, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. No. Arthur has always been a show that has been about real world issues and dealing with them in a way that's very much just, this is the way it is. Just real quick, what did, what did you think of the wedding episode? Um, I, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was funny. Like, literally, I laughed out loud in several parts of it. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was greatly executed for a children's show. I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that they didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. It just kind of happened, and then they moved on. Well, and I think they did that on purpose to maybe, like, if the children did have questions after watching this Arthur episode, maybe they should go to their parents. I mean, I agree. I think they could have, like, brought it up in a a delicate way, at least. But, no, I think they just handled it like, okay, Mr. Ratburn's married. Okay. But what we are actually going to be talking about today (laughs) is a couple episodes um, that aired. The first one aired back in 2010 and introduced a character named Carl. Mm Mm-hmm. Carl has Asperger's syndrome, um, but it was he was introduced in 2010, which was three years before it was part of autism spectrum disorder. So in this first episode, they just say he has Asperger's syndrome. Um, he's actually in, well, nine episodes, technically six of them he actually has speaking parts in. But we watched two main ones featuring him. Uh, and the first one is called... When Carl Met George, and it actually aired April 5th. For Autism Awareness Month. Because actually both of these episodes aired April 5th. Yeah. Um, they did name the episode George and the Missing Puzzle Beast in some regions. That's what I saw. The plot of the episode revolved around George taking a puzzle piece. And so they definitely did the puzzle piece thing. Yep. But it was not in an upfront symbol way as much as the plot just revolved around a puzzle piece. Here's just kind of some of my thoughts on it. When George meets Carl, he does this thing where George keeps holding out his hand and Carl keeps ignoring it. Mm -hmm. But then he just like gives him his name way too easily. (laughs) I think maybe he just doesn't 
He just didn't want to touch him. Now, also, um, because this is a George-centric episode, Wally's in it. Um, Wally is his wooden giraffe ventriloquist dummy who was my favorite character growing up mainly because he's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> he is scary. Which led to my favorite line. So George shows Carl the giraffe. Carl has a little freak out. George comes back later in the episode and tells Carl he wants to show him something. And Carl's response is, if it's a wooden giraffe, I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was on the floor laughing. It was so great. (laughs) They also did the alien metaphor, but they did it visually and I thought it was well executed. I have never seen Alien, so I didn't catch it. No, not not Alien, like the movie. The metaphor of being autistic is like being on an alien planet. It's very overused, (laughs) but I think they executed it in a good way. I want to just say something here on this episode. I thought it was weird that they were, when they first met, when Carl and George first met in the classroom, and Carl's doing the puzzle, and after George shows him Wally and freaks him out, his mom just appears out of nowhere and is like, hi, I'm Carl's mother. Like, they're in school. Why is she in the classroom? If anything... Well, it's not a school. It's like a weekend something or other that they go to classes at. That George's oh. dad works there in the wood shop. So kind of like a rec center, I guess. Yes. Well, that makes more sense. But yes, his mother showing up out of nowhere was quite random. And one of the comments that I've seen quite frequently is the fact that his mother has no identity other than being his mother. (laughs) Maybe not in the show. (laughs) Maybe not in the children's show. Many of the parents don't have identities outside of being the children's parents, though, in Arthur. Uh, Not in depth. Not super in depth, but they do definitely have more personality and character than most children's shows i mean muffy's father's rich (laughs) well because he owns a car dealership and we see how well muffy turned out muffy's fine muffy is a brat i also want to just kind of point out that they continue this stereotype that people with autism are all savants Mm -hmm. this is a very common thing in media yep But also, there's a part in the beginning where he's babbling about trains, and George is just like, sometimes he likes to talk about trains. That was great. The part that I had an issue with is what he was talking about about trains is all of the parts that they have. And he's going, they have bolts and nuts and metal and smokestacks. And it's like, yes, yes, they do. (laughs) I thought that was cute. And then the the second episode we watched um, came out in 2016 mm-hmm. called Carl's Concerto. This one in the intro, George now says Carl has autism. I caught that too. And then um, they show a scene where Carl has a freak out because his peas and his potatoes are touching, which, okay, that is correct. They should not be touching. <laughs> 
But he goes on to say that peas are green and potatoes are white. I don't understand what color has to do with that. I think that's because in his mind, that's why they should not be touching. They're different color. No, they color. shouldn't be touching because they have different textures. Well, that's... I mix my peas and my potatoes together. Personally. So does my mother. And my mac and cheese, too. If I have it, just like, mm, a whole little trifecta. No! no. <laughs> and, um... Also, just a random thought is, I don't like DW's new friend. Oh, yeah. He's like a redneck bunny. Yeah, he was kind of rude. Yes. I would not let my daughter be hanging out with him. And in this episode, Carl plays the accordion. Which I love. It just kind of reminded me that for some reason, I keep getting cast in plays where my character is supposed to play the accordion for some reason. I end up playing the harmonica instead. Yeah, but there you it's go. just a weird. I, I I don't know why so many plays involve characters that can play the accordion. But then there there's this great moment where basically Carl can't say no. George asks him to do something, and he's just like, "Yep." And his mom's like, "You know, you're allowed to say no, right?" And he's <laughs> like, "I know. I like that." Yeah, I liked that too. Because I feel like I do that with Abby. I'll be like, "You don't have to do this if you don't want to," and. I don't know. I love it. And typically she wants to do it anyways, but just let her, letting her know that she can make her own choices. And then the, the episode had to do with they were putting on a show and they were rehearsing and Carl kept skipping out from rehearsal for various different reasons, <laughs> which I very much disagree with. I will n- not skip out from rehearsals. Well, you take creative arts very seriously. This is something flippant for Carl, I feel like. But he does practice. And he has a schedule, man. He has a schedule. But he does practice his accordion. Yes. You just don't see him practicing it. He sticks to his schedule. (laughs) But then George has a nightmare where Carl's playing scary music. Uh, I just love the fact that it's the Phantom of the Opera music. Not not the good one, the um, old black and white organ music yeah and then they play the show and everything goes great and then my favorite line of this episode (laughs) is george says you were really great and carl goes i know it's snack time and leaves and just dips him and his mom walk off into the abyss now this episode kind of it didn't focus on the savantism thing but it did go more into the ocd direction especially in that opening sequence where it was just like nope the squares go in the square bucket (laughs) i liked this episode i like how his friends just like roll with everything i like the other one better i think his character seemed to change a bit with the change from asperger's to autism Mm -hmm. they focused on completely different things that i thought the first one was a much more accurate one for me than the other one was. Then yeah, yeah. No, I agree. They they definitely showed different aspects of it based on what they said his diagnosis was. And this week's trivia question comes from the Luna Lovegood quiz on Pottermore. And the question is: In the film, which spell does Luna use to fix Harry's broken nose in Half Blood Prince? <laughs> in the book, this is Tonks that does this spell the options are brachio memendo reparo episci or scourgify 
We'll be right back after this break. This is Jeffrey, the financial advisor for SPEW at Gringotts Bank. And now we return to SPEW. And we're back. Lavender, do you have an answer? Uh, this one's actually a tough one. I did not take this quiz beforehand. And in the film, I think Luna used Reparo. No, um, she actually did use the same one as Tonks. It's actually a Pisky, which I don't remember this one. <laughs> um, but it is a spell for just basic small boo-boos. <laughs> well, Proken Nose is not a small boo-boo. And I think Luna actually makes a comment about how she's only used it to fix broken toes. I thought it was Brachium Amendo, but that is the one that Gilderoy Lockhart uses to remove Harry's bones from his arm. <laughs> oh. And Episky was going to be my second choice, dang it. Although in the movie when he says Brachium Amendo, he says it more like Brachiarm. Yes, it's very, f- it's very um, fancy. So now we're moving right along into the Daily Prophet, and there's a bunch of fun news this month. I think last month I talked about Vans revealing their series of new shoes, and they have finally revealed pictures of them. And the thing I liked about this, I was kind of expecting them all to be like the same shoe, just with different color patterns and the different crests on them. But they're actually all completely different shoes and designs. Yeah. So the Gryffindor ones are a high top shoe that has the red and gold stripes and it has the Gryffindor crest on the side. Mm -hmm. The Ravenclaw ones are kind of low cut and are a blue checkerboard pattern. The Hufflepuff ones are like black slip-ons with gold on the inside and they have the Badger logo on the top of the shoe. And then the Slytherin ones are actually kind of the coolest ones because they're black and green snakeskin. And then... I've, di- I've seen a bunch of different additions to this list that have not been announced. The one that I have actually seen on multiple different postings was one that had the Marauder's Map on it. Mm-hmm. But I've also, there was like a couple other ones that I've seen that didn't look as real. But that one, like it had the same logo that the other ones had on the inside and stuff. So not sure. I know. And the ones that aren't confirmed to be real are all the ones that I want. (laughs) There is more information about Hagrid's magical creature motorbike adventure. Mm -hmm. They have released images of a Hagrid animatronic, which uh, everyone's talking about how realistic it looks. I'm just like, it looks like an animatronic. Yes, it does. (laughs) Um, But they did make it using scans of Robbie Coltrane, and he came in to provide new voice work for it and stuff, so that's cool. Um, You can actually see a picture of it, and um, you know what? I don't know if I posted the picture of the Vans or not, but on our Instagram page, we've got um, some of these pictures, and I keep some of that stuff on there. That is at SpewPod. Also, this is the first U.S. roller coaster to feature a... 17-foot vertical free-fall drop. And I believe what that means is it shoots straight up and then just falls straight back down. On a track, though. I don't think it leaves the track. No. <laughs> um, it's also going to be the longest 
coaster in Florida at over 5,000 feet long. Of course. And it will feature seven distinct launches. What do you mean by that? I believe that means it will stop and then go again. Where most roller coasters have like one launch and then you just kind of go around a couple times. This one will shoot you several times. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, also, even though this was not in the list of officially announced creatures, a unicorn has been spotted being installed. So there'll be a unicorn. Yes. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child has announced another show opening in Toronto next year. Go Canada. (laughs) and i really don't know what the point of this one was but it was okay um john williams collaborated with violinist Anne sophie mutter for a new arrangement of hedwig's theme for the violin and it's pretty of course it is it's a violin Wizards Unite has released like, three new videos this this month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of cats chasing a golden snitch, and it was weird. Um, there's some Japanese voices talking. Yeah. There's another video just released a couple days ago in which Fluffy is eating a food truck. <laughs> that was actually first released in the trailer, though. So there was the first full-length trailer that featured a couple new scenes there's um the monster book of monsters robbing a store and a bunch of death eaters um taking over a soccer game Mm -hmm. but still no official launch date yet we were really hoping something would happen over the weekend as we recorded this and alas no some fantastic beast news so fantastic beast 3 has been pushed back and they have officially set a release date for november 2021 oof so that one's a ways off. More information about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. He is now accusing her of faking the bruises and is citing security footage from a week prior to when she's claiming the she had the bruises, which doesn't really make sense, but okay. And he's also claiming that she was the one that was on drugs and abusing him. And as of May 4th, there hasn't been any updates on this, but... He has still not been offered a contract for Fantastic Beast 3 yet, and most of the other cast has been offered something. Hot mess. That is all I'll say. <laughs> Lego has announced five new sets coming out this year. These ones are going to be based on Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire. They're going to be Buckbeak Rescue, Expecto Patronum, which is going to be the lake with some Dementors and a stag Patronus. And the Night Bus. The Goblet of Fire ones are going to be the Hogwarts Clock Tower and the Hungarian Horntail Challenge. Hmm. Oh, and they're also releasing a Advent Calendar. Lego is? Yes. Have you never had a Lego Advent Calendar? No. They, You get a Lego piece every day. One? Well, no, it's usually like either a minifigure or some really small, like three or four piece thing like a wheelbarrow oh okay something else that kind of made news is jk rowling not posting anything every year on the anniversary of the battle of hogwarts she always apologizes for killing someone 
and she didn't do that this year. She did, however, change her Twitter banner to a picture of stars. So a lot of people are speculating that that is referring to Sirius, since Sirius is the brightest star in the sky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big announcement this month, Wizarding World Digital. So Wizarding World Digital is a collaboration between Pottermore and Warner Brothers. And so they are teaming up to unify everything into one website for both Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. And that this should hopefully help with any kind of copyright issues because, you know, Pottermore was completely independent from the movie series. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, the new website is going to be wizardingworld.com and it is currently up. The only thing you can do at the moment, though, is create your wizarding passport which is going to be the new login system for the Wizarding World going forward. It imports all of your house and Patronus information from Pottermore, and then you can select, there's like six categories that you select your favorite items from, but then you can only share three of them on your passport image that you can then share on Facebook and Instagram. It's interesting. I'm quite excited for it, actually. We just need an app now. <laughs> This one actually runs pretty well on phones. They've optimized it very much for it. There is also a new series of books that's been announced called Harry Potter, A Journey Through Something. And there's going to be four books, but they are based on the History of Magic book that was published by some British library. <laughs> and so I don't know if there's going to be a lot of new information or if it's just going to be a rehashing of the other book, but they're going to be shorter versions of it. More books for my collection now. That is all of our Harry Potter news this month. On autism news, HBO started a new six-part docuseries mm -hmm. called On Tour with Asperger's R Us. Yep. It follows a four-man comedy troupe, all the members of Asperger's and... They are going on their first cross-country tour comedy show. This isn't the first documentary about them, though. Netflix did one on them a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I have not had a chance to watch it yet. I haven't either, but I have um, I have planned on doing so. I was waiting for Game of Thrones to end, and now it's over. That is a good way of putting it. <laughs> now I have more free time, and you can bet that that is on my list while I still have free HBO. <laughs> <laughs> the Lancet has put together a new autism panel, and this is going to be a group of 20 autism researchers from around the world. They've met once last month, and they'll meet two more times before making their recommendations next year. Um, but basically, it's just a group of researchers that are coming up with guidelines for care and policy and research for going forward and for some reason they were very at least one of them was really into trying to find a commonality with dementia because there's no research on it so well i guess in the name of research but okay but basically it's just going to be a, a panel to come up with new guidelines for the following year that's exciting and also want to talk about clay harville he just graduated from Western Kentucky's um, Kelly Autism pro Program with a degree in special education and elementary education. So the Kelly Autism Program was started in 2005. 
Um, but it mainly works with elementary through high school students. But Clay started at Western Kentucky in 2014, and so they worked with him and his teachers, and he had a private dorm room. They organized special social events. Um, he had one-on-one -on -one time with his instructors and more time on tests. That is basically about it, which actually sounds not very different than my IEP through high school. That's exactly what I thought. Well, not specifically about your IEP, but I, I, I made that parallel to that it very much just sounded like an IEP for college students. And I misunderstood the, the headline, the way it was worded. I just thought it was saying that he had a special education degree. Nope. Like it was like a special degree, but no, it's a degree in special education. I think that he will, I mean, I don't know this kid, obviously, but I think from reading his article and just hearing his approach, I think he's going to be a great teacher, Mr. Hartville. I think that's everything I had planned. I feel kind of sad. <laughs> As always, guys, don't forget to give us a call. We would love to get your voicemails or your howlers, and you can call us at 407-706-SPEW, 407-706-7739. Or there is now a new way that you can send us a howler by clicking the link in the description of the episode. Oh. And you can also send us some owl mail at spewcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our Instagram, spewpod. Our Twitter is at Spectrum People. And of course, Facebook.com slash SpewCast. And as always, we want to thank Joan Burr for our theme music. And until next time, I'm Queerness. I'm Lavender. And as Luna Lovegood said, don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Bye. Bye.